Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on cyberbullying and much, much more. Press, what's popping, baby? Jules, I can't call it, man. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing better than Dub, boy, because Dub was on was on fire the other day when I listened to y'all's show, man. He said he was gooder than good and good and good, man. Oh, yeah, he was fired up, wasn't he? <laughs> he was fired <laughs> Yeah. Hey, he must have had that uh, Hakeem treatment from coming to America. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, getting his, getting his that... teeth brushed and, and everything. <laughs> the royal penis is clean. <laughs> yeah. The... <laughs> man but no man real talk man i mean good man just been busy same old same old but man been good anytime you you're above ground y'all good man listen brother you you said it best there man i i think a lot of us we need to remember that you know life is what we make of it but at the end of the day man we woke up today right shit oh yeah yeah yes sir yes sir so whatever was going on with you yesterday that you didn't like you got today to change so mm-hmm. get, up, get out there and make it happen y'all Man, but how about you, my man? What's, what's been up? Hey, man, just like you, bro. Busy. We got Bears training camp in the mix here, man. So I've been bouncing forth, back and forth from Lake Forest, back to Chicago, mm-hmm. all over the place, oh, wow. man. But I'm excited. You, you you hear what we talk about on DBE, man. I'm, I'm excited for the season. I'm not one of these Bears fans or people in the media that's so negative about the team. You got guys, man, they find they, – they, they got nothing positive to say about the team, but they consider themselves a fan. It's like, what are we doing? Is that you're not a true fan, but is that how you live your life? Right. I, mm-hmm. I never understood that with folks. Listen, man, we we seen teams building built to greatness and rebuild, restructure all the time. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a minute. Bears, but hey, man, in the right direction. I feel here we got some pieces on the offensive line to give Justin Fields some protection. Justin Fields been working out with with, with money moon like a deal like to call him, and other receivers also just a you know, you we picked up a, a Brandon Marshall like kind of like a receiver and stuff. So we getting pieces together. I mean, people just have to be patient. People just have to be patient. We 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 getting there. I know people are uh, upset about Mac leaving and some of the defensive players that your favorite players are not there. The Hicks and the, but hey man, this is this is the business. You know, people change and you know there's different cultures. They have their style and they what they want to do and their vision for the team. 
I just said, let's give it a try. But I feel pretty positive about this season. I do too. Well, I always mm-hmm. say on the show and, and all this jewels can hit y'all with some, some of the good points from that episode because I definitely uh, think Nikhil Harry is definitely Brandon Marshall light. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. gonna be like beast mode, but I think he's he's got the potential. Now he gotta catch right. some damn passes because right. uh-huh. he had opportunities out there. He was dropping a lot of shit, man. So he gonna have to step okay. it up a little bit. But all right, listen. But okay. I, I think I still think that it was cool to get Justin that type of weapon. And to your point, I think that schedule, Jules, for the Bears, pretty weak schedule, is gonna give them an opportunity. But I'm just saying for me. Let me let's let's just see what happens. Like man, right. we ain't even got that. We got a training camp and everybody got they shit all up in a roar. Man, let's enjoy the process, man. Right. Let's enjoy it. <laughs> man, my goodness. Well, <laughs> well, speaking of the process, you you saw uh, Lori Lightfoot. Now she's like, uh-huh. oh, I'm, gonna do, I'm gonna do everything I can to show these taxpayers that I'm trying to keep yeah. Chicago. I'm trying to keep the Bears in Chicago, Jules. <laughs> mm-hmm. She kind of put a foot in the mouth. Or she did put a foot oh, in the mouth. Oh, she did. <laughs> she did. Uh, you know, because that Arlington high looks pretty good, looked pretty promising. And they painted pictures and rainbows and cotton candies. <laughs> like, man, you can do this and this and this. Hell, I was like, sign me up. But, Chris, we staying home. We staying here. We stay- Hello? <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Well, she, she playing out a good, uh, a, a, a good plan, and it looks good to me. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how 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 uh, 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 pretty the present presentation would be. I don't know if it can. Can, 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 can keep them. You know, she probably got to come a little more. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Listen, Jules, I'm just going to tell you, just like I told my audience over there on the other platform, man, it, it was nice, it was cute, uh-huh. but that shit was too little too late, man. You got to think about it. Before the Bears went forward with that purchasing agreement, uh-huh. that was probably your opportunity to kind of roll out all of them pretty little renderings right. and all that stuff. Right. Now they'll put their money up. Man, come on now. Well, it can it can be a donation to good people at, uh, 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 of Arlington. You know, you know the McCaskey family ain't that damn nice. <laughs> Them cheap motherfuckers, man. Please. <laughs> no, but you know what? It, it do send a sense of urgency, like, oh man, these cats for real. And what are we going to come and present that can kind of like, hey, okay, well, let me hear you out. But I don't know. Put that much type of bread up, man. I don't know if you. Shit. <laughs> I don't know if you go. You can go back. I don't know. Well, listen, I'm just trying to tell you, Jules, they, the McCaskey organization and the family, the McCaskey family, dude, they've notoriously been known to be pretty cheap. $190-something million of their money that you think they're right. going to put up just because? Nah. Right, yeah. Also, I'm looking at Lori, man, you want to sit here and put this roof on this uh, on Soldier Field. And I've always said this. This was on Mayor Daly because when they renovated Soldier Field, they should have put the dome on yeah. it there. They should have put it up then. I don't know why. We just have the weather. It, it, it's cold in the, in the wintertime. It's cold. So that late November, December, whew, that hawk ain't no, no, no joke over there by that lake too. So it, it, it it's cold. If you put a dome over there, man, you can 
shit, bear games, all yeah, it's gonna be packed. You have different events, soccer, music, whatever, whatever you want. You can have, you can have old style, uh, old style coliseum type matches up in there. Who, who cares? But you got a dome on there. You can, you all good. You ain't gotta be out there in that in that hole. But that was the time then. I, I, I like the pictures. I saw the the pit the the patents the you know. Uh, I was like, oh man, yeah. I was like, man, I, I man, they should did this from the get go, but. I don't know, Perez. It might be too little, too late, but I'm I'm still holding on to that hope, man, because you know it's 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 Soldier Field. It's like it's this is the it's the Bears, man. It's like man, we since what they had that they had thing built twenty in the twenties, something like that. But mm-hmm. so it's okay, but, Jules. I know, I know you're traditional, but you get over <laughs> it real quick, man. We get this shit up there in Arlington. See, you see all this Jules over here talking about the pictures. He liked them lights. Oh, dude! If they, oh, they making these stadiums so like the one like the Rams have. Oh man, my God! If they bring that to Chicago uh, or Arlington, ooh, you already know. But see, you know what the problem is when they when they built built them kind of stadiums, you gonna price out the regular fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta have some deep pockets go these games, man. And pray, mm-hmm. it's just, just, just let me, just let me hold down something, man. Oh, just, I just want one game out the <laughs> Just want to get out the. <laughs> now, nah, listen, you already know, man. Uh, when that happens, you, you definitely invited to a game now. But Mr. Lakehouse, though, I still ain't got an invite out there. So I'm just, I'm just trying to tell Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, before the, man, hey, hey, before the, uh, before the summer ends, before the summer right. ends, man, we, we, we there. All right, bet. Which, which, which you were, you, do you drink? You, you drink beer. What's your type of beer you drink? Corona. Heineken. Corona. Okay, so I'll, I'll make sure. Okay, you on holiday on the same page. I, I got you. Okay, my man. See, I knew it was a reason why I like holiday. My man. I was going to say, back to the Bears thing real quick, man, before we get into okay. our fair file. Now, okay. let's just say, for instance, if the Bears decide, all right, we're going to leave to go to Arlington Heights. I was hearing uh-huh. little rumors, man, that the Jaguars, well, because they own her, got money like that. He's been looking for locations to move his franchise out of Jacksonville. And they were saying, well, if their life goes forward with this plan, that the Jaguars may try to move to Soldier Field. Damn. Two teams? Yeah. Just like L.A., right? Just like that, right. New York. Hmm. Okay. Florida. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas, yeah, Texas, yeah, right. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Oh man, dude, press that's something. Now, this is my whole thing. Now, if we had two teams in, in Illinois, obviously, our Bears in, in uh-huh. Arlington Heights and our Jag, well, not our, but the Jaguars, they come right from, from Florida mm-hmm. to Chicago. Would you go to the Mob Jaguar games? Hmm. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know well, what? I pro- you know I what, Brett? Would, I probably would, Jules, just to go. Just right. To right. It. I was about to say, yeah, just to you know, just to go. I, I, you know. Uh yeah. Hell, why not? What the hell, why not? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, I can't afford I can't afford Arlington, so I'll just go back to Soldier Field. I bet you there'll be a lot of people do that shit. They like, well, I'm gonna go to that Jaguars game because I can't afford the Bears tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Because you know crazy. the the guy that, that owns 
the Jaguars, he graduated, or I, I think he graduated from U of I down to Champaign. So he's got those roots okay. to the area. Oh, man. Okay. And he's got a crib in Chicago out here. So. Oh, man. Okay. Next time I'm at Walgreens and ask the Magic 8-Ball, I'm going to ask that question, will the Jaguars come to Soldier Field? Yeah, let us know. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into these. Let's get into these. Let's get into this fair foul, Jules. So today's fair foul comes over from Joseph from Avondale's area here in Chicago. And he wanted to know fair foul on the LGBTQ processors that forced Dave Chappelle's mm. show to move locations. Man, they some man. <clears throat> it, it, it's a foul for me there, Chris. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, listen, here's the thing is we all know Dave Chappelle is not uh He's not against LGBTQ the community. He's he said himself on the stand up. He had he had a, a friend that used to you know that used to, you know LGBT but transgender and also helped out and put on on some of his comedy. Oh, Daphne. Yep. Yeah. So let, let, let's let's get that straight. Let's get that open. He's not against LGBTQ. He makes he makes jokes about them, which he makes jokes about black people. He makes jokes about whites. He makes jokes about women. Man, whatever the case may be, they're just jokes. It's nothing malicious. It's nothing malicious. People need to get that through their heads. You know, he's not making fun of me. He's just talking, making situations, making light through comedy. So they need to get off. They need to. They need to relax and chill out on that. Because I can. I can get it. He. You know, he's saying things that's harmful and speak harmful about the LGBTQ and stuff. And you know, but with them doing with, with them doing that, come on, man. And then with that venue. You know, agreeing to it and saying he can't perform there. It's like, bro, what y'all doing? What y'all doing? Okay. LG, I, you know, I think it was like only 150 signatures, like online signatures I, I, I read. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and sold out. Well, he took his stuff. He took his stuff to uh, 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 Yellowstone and it, 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 it sold out. Yep. So, so it's like, I, I, I get you, I get. You want I get for that venue uh the first half to 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 listen to their people to listen to the to to that part of the people where they have problem with Dave Chappelle coming because they feel that he's transphobic or LGBTQ phobic or whatever the case may be. But not really. Not really. That's not the case. They just don't like it because he cracked jokes about him. But he cracked jokes about everything, everything, uh, everybody. So who are you to say, hey, no, you can't talk about us or whatever? I get if that's all the stand-up is about, but no, it's not. He talk about everything. It's comedy. It's comedy, people. It's there to it's there to make you laugh. And he even said that when he went on stage, uh, when he went to the new venue, he said comedy is just comedy. I think that was his right. response to those who was trying to cancel him. And mm-hmm. he said, he said, I respect them more. He said, I'd respect them more if there was at least one black person. So that's again just kind of pointing to the fact of what you're saying. Like it's jokes. Right. You know, I uh, personally, I thought it was cool that the venue stepped forward, but I'm not with the, the canceling of people, man. So for me, I said it's okay. Right, right. If, if, if you and I own the venue and if if we determine, okay, fine, you know what, this ain't worth the, uh, the hassle, you know, we got to stand for something, fine. That That's the decision that the first half made and good for them. But for me, I'm calling following the protesters because – and I'm not here to sit here and say, 
that everything that Dave Chappelle says about that community, I agree with. However, to the mm -hmm. point that mm -hmm. Jules made, mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle hits on every class of people out there. He hits on every right. ethnicity. See, he made fucking jokes about the Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock scenario, and a lot of people feel right. some kind of way about that. He don't shy away from any type of topic. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like, okay, if you guys feel so, you know, terribly about, or if you feel so strongly about this situation with Chappelle, then whoever is the lead of the, of the LGBT community, like the, I know they have different, you know, groups and different organizations that can you know, kind of come together and put news and information out there. Why don't some of those people that are running those uh, organizations, why don't they reach out to Dave Chappelle and sit down and have a conversation? So for me personally, protest and fine, do whatever you need to do, but maybe let's have a conversation. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, Perez, I, I agree with you 100% because, and then we have to, they still having this division. He going to go someplace and and then you got the LGBTQ. Like, no, let's, let's, cancel. let's not, you, you want to silence him. You want to silence him. And it's like, it's like, wait a minute. Okay, at least talk to this man. But if you listen to his words and his comedy, he's, like you said, he's talking about everybody. So why, so you want him to talk about everybody else but LGBTQ? Is that, yeah. is that what it is? Is that what you guys want? If so, then, you know, the hell with you because you, you, you don't run the world. You don't run this man's life. You don't run his, his, his brain. You don't run his mouth. So it's like, that, that's like me. That's like me. Somebody say, hey, uh, you know, uh, 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 I, black jokes. Hey, hey, you can't talk about black jokes. What am I going to do if somebody talk about black jokes? What, just raise my fist at them? I mean, I mean <laughs> hell, if I don't like it, I just, I just won't support them. That's and, I think, and, I, and I think that's the thing, too, instead of, for me personally, I'm not trying to tell them how to do what they do, but I think, right. Jules, uh -huh. if I don't like an artist because I don't like what you stand for, you know, I went on this platform in, year, in the season one of this platform, and I told people, I don't know how anybody can respect Barstool Sports, and if any of you guys listen mm, to that right. platform or support that platform, then I don't want you over here because what they stand for is not what I stand for. I choose not to, to listen. Now, right. I'm not protesting their content. I'm just telling people this is my personal opinion. I don't fool with it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's your that's your personal uh, that's, protest. That's my personal that's opinion. Your, yeah, <laughs> that's your yeah. So, I, I think they need to. I need. I think they need to indoctrinate that 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 right there and stop trying to silence them. Because let's be honest, you ain't silenced Dave Chappelle. Well, you can't silence comedians. Comedy is comedy, like you said. Right, right, I mean, right. Comedians have been doing their things since the beginning of the time. Now, mm -hmm. I know some people will say, well, you know, times are different. You know, a lot of times with comedy back in the day was before the world became aware of certain things. And yeah, I get it. But however, man, like I think certain moments, man, we need to just understand that it's just jokes. Now, mm -hmm. if there are people that walk away from that in that community, if they walk away, Jules, and they feel marginalized, then, okay, fine. I'm not going to ever tell somebody, hey, if something offends you or something makes you feel marginalized, you don't have a right to not say anything about that. However, for me personally, if I have conflict or if I have an issue with somebody, I choose to either not support it, not listen to it, or if I have the ability or the, the uh, type of platform, I, I would like to have a conversation with you to tell you why I feel the way that I feel about you and, what the, and the things that you're saying. So mm -hmm. you can maybe understand why we say the things that we say. You see, mm -hmm. I think that's how you get an understanding in this world. Because to the point you were making, Jules, 
but the way that they're doing it, he's gonna continue to make his bread, bro. Right. And oh yeah, they, and they can protest to do whatever they're gonna do, but all it's gonna be is just like the shit that we see out here in the world. Everybody angry, everybody upset, but the rich people still being rich. Because mm-hmm. what he do? He went someplace and it sold out. Yeah, he still got his money. Right. So that's what I'm like. It, right. So what you guys talking about? You can't cancel rich people. I keep telling people that, man. Mm-hmm. And, and the more you talk about it, the more you protest, all it does is get more fucking people curious about, oh, well, what did he say? Oh, what are they going right. to do, Jules? They go listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me tune in. Let me watch. What's what's the hype about? Yeah. Okay. I bet he's sitting, he's sitting back. Hey, Dave's sitting back. Oh, okay. I'll just go someplace. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Shit. Thanks for listening. So not only do he have his fans listening, but he's got his detractors listening because they're waiting to see what he's going to say so they can be mad at him. And then you got the people that's on the fence. It's like, well, I don't really listen to him, but now I'm seeing all this outrage. Now I'm going to listen. Now you got everybody listening to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'll be honest with you, man. When I listen to that set, I mean, yeah, I could see maybe how some people could have been, you know, offended, and, and maybe that community, I see how they could have been. But the, at the same time, as a black man, he said some shit in there. I was kind of like, all right, Dave, <laughs> but I ain't gonna protest it. And I'm like, all right, man, <laughs> you you you, you get right. your little jokes off. All right, bet. <laughs> Just like when there's mm-hmm. a white community, a white comedian like Amy Schumer, for instance, she makes a lot of little borderline uh-huh. jokes. Mm-hmm. She plays into the stereotypes. It's fine. I'm not gonna cancel her. I think that's what we gotta realize. The comedians, that's what they do. They they told the line. They told that line, man. They told the it's like, ooh. And I I, I man, this I went to uh my wife and I we went to a church event and there was a Christian um comedian there. And even them told this line. But it's fun. It, 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 it's, it's funny. I mean, it, of course, if you go there and you have this, this frame of mind, like, you know, I'm not laughing because she's talking about, you know, people being cheap about tithing or, <laughs> you know, you know, other kids may be. And you sitting up there like, if you're the one who's not tithing, you know, she, 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 she's pulling your coat or whatever. You know, you feel this type of way. You're like, oh, no, she ain't funny. You know, so, but yeah, plenty of times I don't, you know, say I ain't doing 10%. And I'm laughing at my own self. It's like you need to laugh at your own self. You just realize, hey, man, it's just jokes. It's okay. It's okay. You know, so it's okay, people. That's all I'm just saying. It's okay. Like like Prayer said, if something that you that's that's offended by it, hey, you don't have to support this this person or whatever. But um, but counseling people, yeah, uh, yeah, we need to get off that, man. Mm-hmm. Well said, Jules. Well said. So yes, I I, I kind of saw from the way you saw it. I just I wanted to hit it from a different perspective, but because at the end of the day, on that, hey, that that the the place where the the well not the place the venue that you know decided to move away from Chappelle. Okay, cool. Do whatever y'all want to do. It's your venue. But I kind of feel like the people that are the detractors from Dave Chappelle and things that he's saying. I think we should find a different way to communicate, you know, what the problem is, you know, what exactly is it that, you know, you want to get across to him? Because again, there's some people that are still trying to learn, you know, and, and I will say that I was ignorant at one point when it came to the trans community and probably still am to a certain degree, but I ask questions, you know, and I, I talk with people that kind of put me on game and was like, all right, I'm like, damn, okay, shit. I didn't, I didn't even realize that. So a lot mm-hmm. of us, 
could be walking around is simply just ignorant, Jules. And that's why I'm saying a lot of times, that's why conversation Mm -hmm. is important. Think about when Mm -hmm. 2020 came around. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and try to give too many people uh, the benefit of the doubt on this one, but there were some people that were walking around. They didn't get why the George Floyd situation was problematic or why the African-American community was on fire at the time. But they didn't realize history. Mm And the different conditions mm-hmm. is what kind of caused that. And it wasn't necessarily just about the George Floyd death. That was the culmination. That was just like the final straw. But there was a lot of people, Jules, that didn't understand why everything kind of came to a head. And I was still patient with folks, and I took the time to explain that to them. And I think that maybe people in the trans community sit down, and, and if you see somebody that's not understanding or don't know something, just talk to them in a way that's not, like, uh, what's it, condescending or, you know, like... Uh-huh. Conversations. I think conversations uh, can help. Yep. I, I, hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, just, just, hey, we are human beings, right? Mm-hmm. So let's get into the mailbag questions for this week, Jules. The first one. The first question comes over from Victor from Joliet, Illinois. And Jules, he wants to know, okay. what in the world is going on with Nick Cannon? Man, Nick Cannon, man. Hey, Vic, that's a good question because I don't know. My man out there just just popping off, man. <laughs> Literally, I mean, popping <laughs> off. I, we can clearly see he's not traditional. <laughs> no, no. And and I don't understand. Well, and the women, the different women that have these babies are go are okay with this. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna sum it up like this. Press this Hollywood. This Hollywood right here, man. I, 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 I ain't no other rhyme or reason, man. But this is what some people do in Hollywood, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, let me just uh, tell you this part, Jules, because I think you're right. I think okay. you hit on two things. The first part, obviously, my man Nick is not traditional. I think, two, this is just an example of just somebody with a lot of money just saying, fuck it. <laughs> I want to fucking impregnate the world. <laughs> and that's what he's doing. I mean, he's got the money to take care of all these kids. But the problem that I have with the problem that I have with the jewels is that's not what a father is. You're not a full-time father to these kids. Like, you here, right. you're doing... Because you know Nick Cannon, he working, he doing all his stuff, and now you got kids all over the damn state. I'm assuming that most of these kids are in California. But it's like, how are you spending time with these kids? He up to, like, what, a, what eight or nine now? So I read eight okay. and possibly nine. That's what I thought, yeah. So... And, and you know one pass. Oh, I didn't know that. Right, one pass. And, in, uh, you know, so he, welcome number eight. And then, um, uh, there's there's reports that possibly number nine is on the way. I, man, my man. Woo! <laughs> my God. Well, he tried to beat Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy got, I think, 10. And, oh, oh, wait, Eddie got how many kids? Yeah, Eddie got like about 10 kids. Damn, was so Eddie was the, the Nick Cannon before Nick Cannon, huh? Yeah, but see, he has five from his first wife, I believe, or, or second wife, I believe. Oh, I believe. I'm not sure. But you know, he's but he don't have I know he have two with Mariah, but I think everybody else is individual. Yeah, well, I think he has a set of twins by one of the women. Right. He got yeah. right, but Mariah, he got twins with Mariah. Yeah. Hey man. It's, it's somebody, mean, you know, somebody, I, somebody I, told, somebody told Nick, they're like, you need to use protection. He was like, I'm doing this shit on purpose. I'm like, yeah, no shit. 
Yeah, we 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 see. But where's, where's the end game? No, where's the end game? What, what number are we reaching here? <laughs> well, I think they said somewhere he wants to have between ten to twelve children altogether. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, he got the means. That's why he's working the way he is. I mean, but like you said, where's that one-on-one time with his kids? I'm not saying that he's not doing it, but uh, he's always. I mean, you see him and he's in everything. Yeah. So you know, uh, you know, no question about it. I, I believe he, you know, he's a good father. So it's just right that 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 intimate relationship with his kids is 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 uh, what we what we question. You know, so. Yeah, because no matter. Hey man, if you no, got it, I mean, cool, but. And, and listen, Jules, no matter what his um his intent is, it's still only so much time in a day. Right, right. So I don't know, man. If they ain't all under the same roof, I don't, I don't get it. And even if they were under the same roof, sometimes it's still impossible to give your kids the individual attention that they deserve. Man, man dude, he gonna have that. He gonna have a show, Nick and. Nick and his family and just have all the different women. Oh man, you talking about different women, different personality, then all the kids together in one roof. That is true. Woo, man, brother, what you doing? But I guess these hey, for now, it seemed like these women are are cool with it. Uh and it well, yeah, it's something that's cool. I I you know, I was gonna go like, man, I hope. You know, they're not because he's Nick Cannon and he's, you know, a million, you know, he's a show business, he's a million, he's good looking or whatever case may be. You know what I'm saying? And not is this is what they really wanted. Because even uh Nick Cannon's kind of pushing back saying that he just doesn't feel like uh the idea of man having just one woman. He just thought he said he can't he can't agree to that, he can't subscribe to it. And he said that look, I don't mm -hmm. have ownership over this person. So he's already in his mind okay. already telling you, hey, that's the way he sees it. And so, okay, Nick, do you? I just, I worry about those hey, babies. Dude, yeah, I worry about those uh -huh. babies. Right. Fuck the women. Right. They, they grow. They know what they were getting themselves into in that type of arrangement with him. Mm. But I'm just thinking about those babies. Mm. That's all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ugh. Man, my God. Eight or nine. <laughs> I can't even see myself. Eight or nine kids. Hell no. Uh-uh, we're coming to get these kids. Uh-uh, no. Sorry. Man, I'll be nope. fat, bald. <laughs> Man. You, you Broke. never come outside. Broke, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing, so it's all well and fine, Nick, because you got that money rolling in, but I don't know. Sheesh. That man going to be working till he's 60. He a damn millionaire. <laughs> right. Right. They say Nick always be working, though. Man, he's on everything. Yep. Man, I'm like, wait a minute. How are you him and Steve Harvey? I'm like, what wait a minute. Where do you have time to do like I'm not I'm not sure how this stuff works. Like you record one day and it come out this way, but you recording here, you recording over there, you like like man, where do you well hey, I guess they that's I guess that's why some people say, man, when you try and get in that business or you're in that business, you really don't sleep, but I don't think that's healthy or good, man. I don't I don't know. No, you no, you're right. Um, because I think you gotta take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know, Jules. I um, I just look at it and I just say, please, Nick. You know, <laughs> maybe knock it off after this knife and just <laughs> yeah. You, you, you look, we we get it. <laughs> you you love making babies. Hey, man. Great. Right. Hey man, you the champ, man. You the yeah. champ. <laughs> you got it. 
<laughs> you get it, man. You, you... <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. All right, Jules, the next mailback question for us comes on from Chris from Valpo, Indiana. He wants to know, Jules, do you feel that movies and TV shows are pushing dangerous agendas and narratives? You know, it's been like that for the uh, for the longest. It's, it's been like that since we was coming up, Prez, with I remember when um, New Jack City was coming out. And this was something a little different. It was exploring uh, the drug and gang and a lot of violence and shooting. I remember my, well, before you start watching, my mom paused and like, hey, listen, what you're about to see is all BS. Don't go out there and imitate none of this. You know what I'm saying? You know, give me a little disclaimer. Okay, my man, we'll play the movie, mom. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> So, so they've been pushing that, you know, it's been, but now the thing is, it's just getting throughout the years is getting more and more graphic, more and more, more satanic or more and more evil and rough. And there's, you know, there's different things that's being exposed now that's in seminar. And it is like, wow. Yeah. They pushing dangerous agenda narratives. I mean, I heard even the, the, you know, we were watching gang, gang, uh, of, of, of throne. There were, you know, some, you know, there's some scenes that were a little rough and you definitely for maturity. So it's been, and if I heard with this prequel of Game of Thrones, it's going to be, you know, stuff in it. So I, I've been, they, I feel like they've been pushing that gender from, from day one, but it's just nowadays and how the world is now just getting more and more intense and more and more graphic and more, you know, now it's, it's in your, it's in your face. And back then, it's like it was in your face, but it was like kind of more insinuating. You really don't see it all, but it's, it's insinuating. Now, oh no, this 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 is what's going on, and you definitely have to be mature. You definitely have to be mature to watch these things. And I appreciate my mom what my mom did to let me know, hey, listen, this ain't this this is a movie, this is a movie or whatever. Like you know, she gave me that disclaimer, and I really appreciate that from her because. She want me going out there acting like Nino Brown and that like that. So, so, <laughs> so yeah. So that's so that's the question. Yeah, man, it's been like that, but it's been more insinuating. But now, now you see, you seeing it raw. You see. So I think for me, um, we talked about it in the last episode when um, we got the question about Tyler Perry. And for me, sometimes I just don't like when we put things out there that are stereotypical. I mean, in Tyler Perry and his movies and his uh, TV right. shows, because when you put stuff out there, there's people that may not even have experience with African-Americans or because of the whole history of our, our race and our community, people think that some of these narratives and, 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 um, and stereotypes that are out there about us are all true. And if we play into that type of shit, then I think that that's how people view us. So for me, I do think that some shows push narratives. I think Tyler Perry is one uh, of them yes. that does it, right? There's uh, shows like I, I watched The Shy. Now, right here in The Shy now, Haven't there's a whole Haven't LGBT, but there's a whole LGBT community theme of it. Now, one of the, the, the main characters, he's in love with trans women. But he says that he okay. doesn't find anything wrong with it because he likes women. And so there's certain people that watch The Shy. They're like, well, why do we have to have this pushed in front of us? Now, other people may look at that and say, well, people need to have these type of conversations. So it's all in the way that you look at it. But I feel like sometimes when you have some of these shows, I feel like certain things are just pushed in front of you because, hey, it's the, it's the theme of like the current times. So we got to put these things into our shows. Now, back in the day, 
we talk about the Cosby show. We talk about a lot of these shows back in the day. But a lot of these shows did. Every episode has some sort of a theme in it. And so you could say that maybe they were pushing a, an agenda. I don't necessarily know if they were dangerous uh-huh. agendas, but I think I feel like this is not some new idea, Chris. I think that shows have always kind of had something in there. Think about different strokes when we were a kid, Jules, and the episode with, right. with Arnold and, and Dudley when that, that guy was taking pictures of them and being a little creep. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. that was explaining to parents, hey, <laughs> hey, it's creeps out here. You know, watch your kids. Be mindful of who your kids are around. So all the shows have always had that, that type of thing. We Kimberly had the episode where she had the eating disorder. Uh-huh. So yeah. A lot of yeah. shows have these type of things. So I don't think this is just something that's going on now. I think, Jules, what it comes down to is if these are issues that are going on in society, these shows are going to talk about. And I think that's what we're saying. Right. So they kind of let's, let's see what you're saying, because they get they, they going away from the learning of it. Right. You know, the the, 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 the the what's going on today, they put in the show to get you to understand. They just put it in a different way to get you to understand. Now it's almost like, like you said, they, they go, they're going with it. They're going along with it. Uh, there's no no substance of it or no 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 learning of it. And and it's just it's almost like what they say. It is what it is. So, yeah, so I, I, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly, man. The shows of the past, it's almost like I am glad that we was growing up in that era because we took lessons from those shows, and, and, and it's still implied to the day. You're not getting them saying lessons, prayers. No. No. Unfortunately, you're not. Yeah. Now, now, there are some people now that feel empowered by the shows because a lot of the shows now – I try to do a better job of representation, and, and and that's cool for people that didn't feel like they were represented on TV shows and and, and different uh, programming in the past. So, I, you know, I, I think that's good. But for me, I just want a show that's going uh, uh, to entertain. And if you want to teach a lesson or you want to educate he- across, along the way, I'm fine with that. But I just don't want – it doesn't matter what it, what it is, Jules, even when it comes to the Black Lives Matter situations – I don't need certain things mm. just continue to be plastered in my face. So for me personally, I like representation. I think it matters. But I also think that while we're educating, let's entertain us at the same time. You know, because sometimes it's okay for us to be entertained. Like the world is so heavy. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's okay for us to laugh for a minute or two. While at the same time, you're putting an important message in front of me. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. That's what you simply because you know you're taking something away from it, and, and also being entertained. So it's mm-hmm. it's best of both worlds. It's best of both worlds. Well, hey, here's the last mailbag question before we get into today's show topic. So the last question comes from Victoria from Battle Creek, Michigan, and she wanted to say, oh, she wanted to know when was the last time you guys were humbled by life? Oh man. Oh man. Oh man, I wow. Like I said, would uh, last time I was really humbled by life. Uh, I, I I will say for me is when you know, I, like I said in the show before, I talked about in the show before when I was dealing with with buddy at work, and he didn't like how I handled something, and it it humbled me. I mean, I it was a mistake, but you know, it humbled me. But. Uh, that was pretty much like the last time I was humble by life, and I saw how it it, it affected him, 
and it just made me uh just more aware and uh a uh, uh, bit officer that way because of that incident that humbling so, incident so. so so in case jules this is like somebody's first time listening to the show can you kind of go into that story because audience from that story jules had a prior relationship with the person involved and there was an incident between the two of them where the person walked away from it feeling like jules didn't respond the way that he wanted to but could you kind of just give a the cliff notes version you know what because it was a call it was a call with you know a person being uh assaulted with a knife and we you know just heading just heading in that area and then we end up seeing seeing um pain and and he, he was telling us about, yeah, this this the guy right here. And I'm like, okay, we we stopped and checked, dude, and talked to him. And, you know, we thought we had an understanding. Like, hey, man, you stay in your lane and, you know, saying pain stay in his. And we kind of let, we kind of did the job that way, you know. But pain wanted us to do more. He wants to lock him up. And this, and dude was gone already. And I was like, oh, man, you know what, man, bro, I, you know, I was very, you know, I was apologizing, apologetic. And I was like, man, I wasn't even thinking, man. I thought you just want me to rap with him, tell him to leave you alone, you know, and let him go back on his, go on his way. So he was really hurt by that. And let's be he wasn't really too friendly as far as with, with police because he said he had bad encounters. But we've been talking all the time and we was rapping, rapping about different things, politics, you name it. You know, he's, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, also, ooh, you know, he had a family, wife and kids and, you know, always had him ask about. So we built a report. So with him doing that, he stopped messing with us. And I was like, man, you know, talking to him, I was like, listen, as a man, I come to you and I, I apologize. I did not know. It wasn't malicious. I didn't not care about how was you feeling. I just didn't think. I just thought you want, you know, you just want dude to leave you alone. And and he just he just said, you know what, we good, but he never never messed with me, never messed with me and my partner again. So it was like, wow, you know, it was I, you know, it wasn't nothing malicious. You know, I pray to God that he softened his heart to where, you know, he'll accept my apology and we can you know talk like we used to be and uh but i also have to remember if not then that right there that incident right there will 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 stick it's a learning process for mine that hey you know what to to make sure i always make sure to see if well, how i'm handling the situation is okay with with the person who called so uh so that right there was very uh humbling experience for my life at that time man it was like wow you know, and, 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 and from there, I, you know, I just, like I say, still pray that he just, you know, one day, like, you know, if he see me and, you know, reach out and, 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 and we can, we can rap like we used to. So, so that was my, my time where, you know, I was humbled by life right there. No, oh, man. And I, I remember that one. And I just wanted to make sure that, you know, people, if this is the first time that they listened in, they was like, wait, what, what, what story was that? So thanks for uh, sharing that one again. I think for me, uh, Jules, this is a situation that was made known to me by one of my coworkers, and he exp explained to me that his uncle needed a life-saving operation. And while this didn't happen to me personally, it humbled me in the sense that it made me even realize, like, damn, is that something that I would do for somebody? Because he told me that his 
other uncle was a match and he ended up basically giving his kidney to his sibling to save their life. And now a lot of people may not think about that and say, oh, it's no big deal. You know, I'll give my kidney to save somebody's life. But you got to think about like, well, okay, well now I'm down to one. And that's when your, you know, selfishness of you as a person kind of comes in. So when my, my coworker told me that story, I just looked at the uncle and I'm like, man, he's a probably a better person than I am because I probably would have done it, but it, been, it wouldn't have been no quick decision. I'll tell you that much. And so when I listened through that, when I listened through him telling me about his uncle, it made me even kind of realize like, man, there's some people out here, man, that's are incredible human beings, Jules. And so that was uh, humbling for me. And also when I woke up this morning and my back was hurting, audience, uh, I was humbled by that as well. So. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> man, that's that old age talking to me, boy. Oh man, boy. Woo, man. But that was a good man. I, it, you sit up there and listen, like man, to give a whole uh, organ. Mm-hmm. Man, hell, even donate blood. It was, I now mean, I'll do that. I'll do that. If, if y'all need some blood, I got you. It's clean. <laughs> I got you. He said, it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's clean. Yeah. <laughs> a lady came into a roll call yesterday, you know, saying, yeah, if you want to give some blood. <laughs> I was like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know man, what? You, that... you, you're a healthy man, man. Some people out there they can use some of that, man. Use some of that tiger. You no, know you're right, man. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> man, you know what I'm saying? They need some type B's out there. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, man. I got that universal joint, man. So they, anytime I go um, donate. Here they are. They hit me up every month. They're like, hey, man, you want to come back through there? I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, yeah, I can. <laughs> you, mm. and it's, you know, it's funny, too. Like, people that donate plasma, and I've never donated. Uh, bro. Yeah, I never even. Man, it's people out here. They, they sell their plasma. And uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I yep. look at people's arms that do it. I'm like, man, that's a lot to be going through now for some 60 bucks. Man. I guess, you know, yeah. some people got to do what they got to do, though, but, you know. Yeah, you know, you get more of them, like, man, they, man, they like, man, I need some bread, I need some quick bread, and mm -hmm. what can I give up? They give it up that and some sperm and everything else, man. Well, what they give up for sperm these days? I have no idea. I never. Okay, you never donated. I thought you was about to tell them so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot, lot of times they give it up for free. <laughs> Ain't no cost involved. No cost involved. No. Well, yeah, there's a cost involved. 18, 18 years of a cost. Shit. But you're right. They do get that shit up free. Well, y'all, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. And then, and then on the back end, you're sick. You're like, no, you ain't got nobody to blame except for yourself, sir. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, sir. Oh, man. But no, I mean, I, I, the reason why I like that, that question before we get to kind of get into this a portion of talking about our show topic, Jules, is because I think when you think of a question like that, we all have many experiences that kind of shake us to our core, right? And the story that you brought up, that's something that humbled you. 
even though my story didn't pertain to me particularly, it still affected me because it still made me think of myself and realize, man, I got some more, I got, <laughs> I got more learning to do. I got more things that I could do to be better because it's like, shit, man, like, I don't know, like, how quickly I'd have been able to make a decision like that. And I'm like, damn, am I a bad person? So I feel like sometimes, though, certain things, when they happen, it makes you kind of, like, question. It makes you think. And and I think those are important. Those are moments in life where you should have those type of moments. If you're not having those moments, then I don't know what's going on with you. Because we mm. all should be having moments where we're being moved to being humble. You know, everybody should have that. And uh, Oh, yeah. I just hope that people are having it. I hope that there's people in this world that you're around that inspire you. I hope there's people around you that push you to be better, that push you to do things that um, that are going to change the world. Because on today's episode, the fact that we're talking about this online cyberbullying, and this is something, man, for years, Jules, that we saw when we were coming up, right? But it wasn't cyberbullying. We saw legit, real-time bullying, you know, uh-huh. where people was, you know, harassing folks you know for whatever reasons like we saw it in our high school where it was a kid that wasn't popular kind of stayed to themselves they were quiet well back in the day some of us could have done a better job of being an ally to those people who are being bullied a lot of times what i saw when i was in high school and that shit was happening to people like that now while i didn't necessarily and get involved myself in bullying that person also didn't do a, a good enough job of stepping up and saying, hey, leave that person alone, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think at that time, as a 15-year-old Prince, when you look at me now, at my age now, now I don't, I don't, still don't participate in bullying folks, but now I do a better job of stepping up and saying like, man, knock that shit off and that cool. But I didn't do that type of shit then. And I think that when you talk about these situations now, when it comes to the cybering, not only now do do kids have to deal with the bullying that they take in real life, but now you got to deal with some idiot behind a fucking uh, computer, keyboard, now bullying you, and now people are getting bullied left and right. And so it's like, now you got a situation where it was already problematic back in the day, and now it's twice as much now because that bullying can reach thousands of people quickly. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, Press, I was, you know, when we talked on the show, I was a victim of bullying when I was coming up in grade school. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um been kids talking about about me, about what shoes I wear, because my mom, we she always buy me uh Payless shoes from uh, you know, the pro wings from Payless. And kids used to make fun about my shoes because you know everybody else wearing either Nikes or Adidas or whatever. But you know, hey, it is what it is. And uh also talking about, you know, my looks or whatever the case may be, not popular with the girls. And sometimes, a lot of times in, at lunch period, I sit by myself at lunch. So coming up being, and, 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 and it, now what it did, it didn't, it didn't affect me to the part where, where, you know, unfortunately you have people end up taking their own lives. It actually, it made me a stronger person, stronger and a better person because I had enough. And but just what about the people who don't have that same man, mindset, that frame of mind where you can take something and it it give you that fuel and that energy and that fire to say, okay, all right, I got you. You know, you start talking back, you start standing up for yourselves, you tell people mm-hmm. to have you, kiss my hand, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, but when we talk about also, what, and that was just going to school every day in your right. gears, because when you when you move class, you, you you with these same people. So 
just that one year it was like okay i think sixth grade or whatever the case may be so but you know, when we talk about just picturing we we had cyberbullying a global global thing where one person puts something out there and a plethora of people can just just come at you a plethora just we and you're getting it and and people have lost their lives from that yeah or people or you know it, it go out and create a carnage mass shootings uh hurting people you know all about cyber all about cyber bullying you know it can lead to you, you know you kind of you're down on yourself. You're going away from friends. You're going away from family. You have negative thoughts. You're feeling guilty about things. Am I good enough? Why am I not good enough? Why people don't accept me? You go through this depression, and it's like, it's like, man. And and then you know, we got this old saying: prayers. We was coming up sticking stones. It's sticking stones. It break bones, but hers never hurt. Words never hurt me, but words do hurt. Mm -hmm. They sure do. Man, they do hurt. Man, they do hurt. I'm a human being. Hell, hurt words. Even though I got thick skin, a certain certain type of word is it? I've been God. Oh man, that's that's rough. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, that's because you're human. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, you know, say we're not we're not machines where we can't process or compute it. But it's just like, uh, or we can't process and compute it. But we have no feelings or emotion behind it. You know, as far as machines. But since we're human beings, we have emotions and feelings, and 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 it's like, like, dude, like, you know. If everybody, if everybody can just look at themselves like, hey, if I see Jules over there sitting by himself, why can't I just, to piggyback what you're saying, friends, why can't I just go over there and sit with Jules? You know what I'm saying? Make him feel comfortable. Make him feel wealthy. Or if somebody talking about my, my pro rings, hey, you know what? Man, Jules, you know what? I was used to, I used to wear pro rings too. You know what I'm saying? That, that right there goes a long way mm -hmm. where, you know, I can feel, I feel accepted. I feel like people care. I feel like I'm not alone. And that's what you get when people feel that way, when you get people always on the internet, oh, you suck, or you this, won't you die, or, you, or whatever the case may be. And then you get people that, that kill themselves or go out and kill people, and then you fucking wonder, why, well, what, what happened? Yeah. Well, you happened. That's what happened. You happened. You can, you contribute to it. Hey, you know what, Jules? I, I love the story you were talking about, about the shoes and the gear and stuff like that, because that was a big thing that went on in the inner city, because... There were some kids that walked around with all the, the name brand shoes. I was one of the kids that did not have those, right? And so I was with Jules. I was mm -hmm. wearing pro wings, too. I just wished at that age I had the level of I don't give a fuck that I have now. Because at that age, you know what I should have done with the yes. pro wings? Instead uh -huh. of, of shying away from it and not wanting people to see the shoes that I was wearing, I should have been like, you know, not matter about what shoes I'm wearing, I'm wearing these motherfuckers, right? Mm-hmm. See, mm -hmm. we we didn't have that because we we weren't built with that at that point in time. But you know, but now like, I wish somebody would say something about what shoes I got on. You you gonna buy me another pair, motherfucker? <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Hey, friends, ain't that ain't that ain't that funny, man? Yeah. Isn't that not funny? Like it's funny that way. But but you know, you gonna buy you gonna buy me some Jordans? Right. right. Well, go ahead then. I'm wearing these. Pro yeah. I'm wearing these. Pro yeah. Shut your ass up. Because. <laughs> Right. Listen, so and then, friends, I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. Hell, if I'm gonna spend all that money for some shoes, man, boy, I, I ain't even wearing them jokers. <laughs> Dude, that's how you see me with most of my Georgia. I don't even touch them. So shoes have been they made to, to be worn, right? 
<laughs> but here I, right. got, I got a, a closet full of shoes that I don't want to wear because I don't want to mess them up. Right. Those those collectibles, right? Collectible items right there. <laughs> they really are. But I mean, but 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 I wanted to touch on that point because I'm sure there's a lot of mm-hmm. people that listen to the show that have probably been teased for their clothing. They've been teased for right. uh, shoes. Right. You know, there was kids when we were in school got teased for their body odor. They got teased for maybe not oh, having yes. haircuts, right? Yes. Yes. But see, mm-hmm. all that is that's those are class issues. What well, what if that person lived in a household where they didn't have money? Maybe they didn't have uh-huh. exactly. access to soap, water, or I mean, you know, you don't know what people's situations are. And so that's why I think that it's important for us to just mind our own goddamn business. And if you care so much about somebody stinking, they'll be like, hey, are you good? You want to come by our crib? <laughs> we got running water over here. And I'm not saying that to be making a joke, but I'm saying if people care so much, then step up and do something. Because mm-hmm. if not, then you don't really care. You're just trying to clown somebody. And so whether it's cyberbullying, whether it's bullying in real life. So you got all these trolls and haters out here. See, I was taught a long time ago, if I ain't had nothing nice to say, then don't say shit at all. So yes. there's yes. a lot of shit that I see, right. Jules, and I just let that shit pass me by. Now, I may say something to you about it. I'm like, man, look at this goofy motherfucker over here. But listen, uh-huh. that's their right. problem. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. I'm mm-hmm. not going to sit up here and go respond to their post. And give them the attention. In some cases, people want that attention. Other times, I think somebody just might be a little misguided. I'm still not going to go on their post and say some fucked up shit to them. Well, what do I get out of that? The the satisfaction of, ooh, I just fucking just doubled down or something. No. That right. makes me small. Yeah, because what is what are you trying to get? Likes? Likes on, on your comments? Wow. But, mm-hmm. Right. You know... But you gotta look at the effects that uh, on how you tre- how you treat that person. You can have some damaging effects, and if people can just just to take a step back and just put themselves in their shoes, this whole world would be a lot better. I mean, because like you said, Chris, when you get out of it, you know, making fun of somebody. First of all, who are you to make fun of anyone? I'm pretty sure somebody can look at you and, and pop off on you, because we all get it. we all it's something about you know. Somebody's head is probably uh, awkward shape, or somebody's teeth are over, or, 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 or like horse teeth, or it's something, Perez. It's something you can get on somebody about. But people don't do it because it's what is it? It's not nice. It's not kind. You're not, you don't supposed to do that. Uh, like you said, Perez, if, if you can't say something, you don't have nothing nice to say, don't, don't say nothing at all. My God, that's that's that wisdom there. Like that, those those life lessons when you learn from at an early age, your parents tell you that, and then they stick with you. And man, uh, uh, and, and you know, and we need to get away from it, and we need to get away from it because it, it doesn't do you it doesn't do you any good. Um, it doesn't do you any good cyber you know cyberbullying and talking down to somebody, you know, trying to make somebody feel so, small so you can feel big, but you're not. No. You always be small, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then again, press you behind a computer type of stuff. Yeah, say it to their face. Yeah, say you know, that's like somebody like I'm at work and somebody yells some stuff at me and they drive them. I'm like, but I don't even what? Think <laughs> out here, you know. So yeah, so you, you just just show you just go to show you how how small you you, you know you really are. 
And also, too, I mean, there's people that are famous people that have to turn the comments off on certain platforms because of the negativity that people put on their posts when they post pictures of their family and their, and their kids and shit. And, and that's mm-hmm. the problem where I mm-hmm. feel like the shit goes too far. Because this is my thing. Jules, you and I, we, we, we're podcasting. I'm trying to delve into the media space here. Right? That's one part of what I do. But listen to me when mm-hmm. I say this. Whatever you and I say on this show, whatever I may say on another platform, those are our opinions. You can't take right. those away from us. You, you can disagree with us. However, uh-huh. I'm not going to sit here and stand for somebody disrespecting me and mine because of an opinion that I had on the show. And so for me, that cyberbullying shit don't work. I'm not into all that. I see, I, I come from a different right. time where if you got something to say, just bring it to me. You don't have to troll. You don't have to hate. Just bring it to me. If you don't like what I got to say, I will have a conversation with you. Shit, we can debate if you like. But you ain't going to be saying no hateful ass shit to me about me or mine. See, mm-hmm. I draw a line mm-hmm. with certain type of things. And I think that when it comes down to it, you got a lot of these trolls out here that they want attention. They hide behind uh, fake uh, pages and burner accounts and all this other kind of stuff. Right. See, that's the problem. Right. It's because these people are small. They got low self-esteem. And I'm not trying to come at people that are struggling with mental stuff. But the problem is a lot uh-huh, of these people right. that struggle with this kind of stuff, instead of them getting help, they're getting off on trying trying to say fucking horrible shit to other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Press, I really pray that and I hope that that the, 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 the social media platforms uh, really investigate and really po- kind of police uh what be going on on these on these on these platforms i i you know um you know excuse me uh people who listen to the show i'm not on facebook or twitter or anything like that instagram or anything like that so i'm pretty sure certain things you can get jammed up for but i think they can do a a, a better job on you know treating other people you know treating other people with respect and stuff we, we we respect with people's opinions and if they put something out you know don't be nasty you know don't comment nasty things about it because you know if the shoe was on her foot how would you feel if you put something out there and somebody come in oh man is that your wife well you know you know you make fun of your, your wife or your kids or something you won't like that either so you know i'm not i'm not sure if uh they monitor stuff like that but if they do, I, uh, you know, hope you know they can do a better job where people can really express themselves and not have to hear hear, hear any any backlash or any negative feedback coming from people who, who watching this, you know, who's who's tuning in. No, you, you're right, Jules. And, and, and listen, I always applaud you for not getting into all that social media. I got another buddy, Jamar. He don't really mess with that stuff either, and I and I think it's it's healthy, man, because a lot of the stuff that happens on social media. You got a lot of people saying that they're people that they're not. You know, they're, everybody's out here posting all the good in their life, but because that's the shit that like gets all the likes and the, and the gratification. But there's not enough people talking about like the real struggles that happen in life, and that's why for me, social media ain't real. You know, because people can sit up here and say that they got all this money, they can sell you all these pictures of some shit, but like I said before, that person could be fucking dying in debt, right? It don't even have to be their picture. What if they send you or posting a picture that somebody else fucking took? So that's my only thing right. is that, and, and you know what? There's some people, Jules, and I'm going to hit it on a different standpoint. There's some people that will look at somebody's social media feed and see them doing all these things and think, oh my God, this person has the best life ever and I don't have that type of life. And then they start looking at themselves 
and feeling depressed. Right. Oh, dude, yeah. In indirectly, right. Indirectly. That's a good point. Good point. And that's why I always think is 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 for me personally, and I'm not trying to tell other people how they should how they should move. But me personally, Jules, mm -hmm. I got total mm -hmm. vision. I'm paying attention mm -hmm. to what I got in front of me, what I'm doing. Jules got a lake house, they doing their thing over there. I'm happy for them. But I can't be sizing myself up at what I'm doing in life versus what he's doing or what somebody else is doing. Hey, Jules' situation is different than mine. And vice versa. And so we got to make sure that we keep our eye on our own individual prize and not worry about what the person next to us has or what they don't have. And I think that that's important because you got a lot of people, you'll never get to where you need to go because you're always focusing on what somebody else has and what they're doing. And that's why social media to me is so problematic. The bullying aspect is one component, mm. but you have this other component mm. where you got people putting things out there that that's not really who they are and that's not their life. Oh man, you can make it. You can make it. <laughs> I said this before, man. Everything, everything good ain't gold, man. And you know, because people have problems. People right. have problems. But you do get, man, my man, you do see the people like, man, my man been here, been there, been there. I wish I could do it. You know, so it's one of them things like, hey man, do you listen? What you've been dealt, the cars you've been dealt, those are your cards, right? Good thing about it, you can throw them away and get new cards. So what, what what I just want to tell people, you know, where you at now doesn't doesn't mean that's where you have to stay stay for the rest of your life. You don't have to finish that way, or or you know, if there's no there's no there's nothing better. You know, I I will, I will say how to stop this thing, man. You need to identify it and 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 and, and report it or whatever, and and definitely talk to somebody. We talked on this show all 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 long. We on the show communication is the key. Somebody you can trust, a parent, a family member, or an adult, or school counselor, wherever the case may be. Something going on, man, definitely reach out to somebody. Because guarantee you, there's people out there that's that's been that's been bullied or probably probably been in some similar shoes that you've been in. So the danger part of this this whole cyberbullying without the, the, the you know, with the is hitting you, it's in your face, and it's from from all over the world is. Not saying anything at all is it's another dangerous, danger part of it. And if you can just 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 talk to people and talk to people and then and, and express how you're feeling and what you're going through, man, you know, there's people out here, plenty of people out here that that, that can help. No, it really is. And, and one thing too, I would always say for people that are being bullied, you know, whether it's cyber, you know, I was I'm gonna stick to that first before I talk about the other side, but when it comes to the cyberbullying. I think that it's okay to take a break from social media. And I think that some people have to be okay with maybe understanding mm. that, hey, I may have things going mm. on in my own personal life, Jules. Yes, sir. And this yes, is sir. more important than sitting here on this app or talking to people that I don't really know <laughs> or they don't really give a shit about me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. My God. But I would also say, too, and at the point that I was making earlier in the discussion with in-person bullying that I experienced happening to people when I was in high school that I didn't do anything about, I felt like, well, I'm not bullying a person. But I was no different than the people that was bullying because I did nothing about it. And so I think that a lot of times we can't just be standing by and being bystanders. We got to actually step up and do something. And when it comes to this shit that we see mm -hmm. online, that you're, when you see what's happening to people, report that shit. Flag the comment because 
these social media platforms have to do a better job of actually doing something about these situations when they happen. But they don't happen unless mm -hmm. you report them and bring those up. And a big part of why I think this stuff gets crazy online is because people didn't instigate these situations when they're going on. People start oh, sharing yes, it sir. and forwarding this shit. Don't do that shit. If it ain't got nothing to do with you, just stay the fuck out of it unless you report it because you know that that's the right thing to do. Chris, I, man, I second all that, man. I, dude, I'm sitting up here just amen and then just yesing over here because you hit it right on the head. Um, don't be so like, don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. <laughs> Get yeah, out of here, man. Be part of the solution, man. That that's why I hope what people getting out this, out this message today for me show today. Be part of the solution. You see something going on, man. You ain't got to jump in on it or be silent because that means you pick the side too. Hmm. So so man, so definitely be part of the solution. I know one thing, I could have used that friend when I was going through my issues. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like like somebody put their arm around you, like, no, it's okay. I got pro wings on too. Right. <laughs> I wish I, I wish right. I'd have known you back. Listen, I wish I'd have known you back there, Jules, because I was going through that same thing when I was in that in that grade level. And Jamar can tell you, I was Dude. wearing I was wearing nothing but payless shoes back then. Nothing but man, it, man, but you know, we Prince, we was, we didn't, you know what I'm saying? Didn't have that much. Prince didn't have the money. No, but listen, we had clothes and shoes every day. We were good. Right. We was clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. We was clean. <laughs> I mean, right. had that lunch. It was, we was Nike, good. It was Adidas. Right. You know, so. We had the necessities. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. But you yeah, know, I get you, the money now. I get. Well, now you got that lake house. No, I, 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 I was about to say, hey, I, I got the money now. I ain't still buying them, them especially. <laughs> I still ain't buying this. But good for you, though. I'm at, you get, hey, you man, I'm at, I'm, at right I'm, I'm at Famous Footwear. So. <laughs> hey, but that's still a name brand store, though, Jules. Okay, all right. <laughs> Jules, listen, Jules over here trying he, 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 he to, he tried to fit in over here talking about some famous footwear. <laughs> 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 oh man! Oh, you Jules, know. They, they sell some expensive shoes in the famous footwear now. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm not. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm up to fifty dollars, sixty dollars joints though, man. That's <laughs> ah, okay. Now you, now you, okay. So he put a budget on it. I get you. Now I feel you, Jules. Now I feel you. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense, sir. But I was gonna, I, I was gonna pick you back. No, I'm about to say people listening, man. Jules, a cheap ass monkey. <laughs> I tried to tell him. You got all that money over there buying a video. You get four. Yes, you know, I'm, I'm definitely blessed, but no, go ahead, Prince. Go. I was going to say, I've been trying to tell the audience this for years about you, boy. You are tighter than a Las Vegas slot machine. But you know what? <laughs> Jules going to retire with a shit ton of money in the bank. So <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> mm. Oh, man. From your lips to God's ears, man. <laughs> My man. I was going to, I want to piggyback on something before we get out of here. You talked about the fact that you wished that you'd have had that friend when you were going through your level of bullying. And I think that that's yes, important because for people out here, when you see this type of stuff, reach out to the person that's being fucked with because you never know that message may go a long way. So I know Jules, you said like, Hey, you know, sometimes being silent is picking a side, but I feel like when you see something that's over the top harassment and bullying of somebody, 
reach out to the person. Hey, you know, that's messed up. I reported that and I, and I sent something to Twitter or Instagram on that comment that was made. Hey, if you need something, here's my email address. Shoot me a message. I'm here. Uh-huh. Like that was, mm-hmm. that was messed up. It's just those little things you could do because to the point that you made earlier where there's people out here that are having these situations happen to them, Jules, and they commit suicide or they try to harm themselves. I just feel like there's people out here that probably could have done more, but they did it. But again, audience, anybody that's listening to this show and you have been a victim of this and someone's currently doing some of this stuff to you, man, take a break from it. You know what I mean? It's okay. You know, focus on your real life. Get out there and re-engage your friends and your family. And if you don't have, you know, people that you like say, oh, I don't have all these type of friends, well, go join a social group where you can maybe be around people. Like, it's the summertime. Like, I remember, like, when I graduated from college, I was joining, like, rec baseball, softball leagues, and volleyball teams just to be around a community of people my age. And so there's different things that you could do. Whatever your interests are, you can find events, you can find groups out there that share those those common interests. So my whole thing is I wish wish more people spend less time on social media and more time just enjoying life because there's a whole world out there outside of social media. And I think that we need to get back to that world. Jules, go ahead with that curtain call. Press this curtain call goes out to Greentown Groves. Greentown Groves is a grassroots organization where residents come together to attend to the Madeline Fuqua Garden, which provides fresh vegetables to the community. Area business and organizations have teamed up with the organization with one program helping families build a garden in their own backyard. Greentown Groves, President and Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast family. We appreciate and salute all your hard work. Hey, Jules, thanks for that curtain call. Audience, quick show update and reminder. Next week's episode is the last episode for season four. Jules and I are going to take about a three-week hiatus here for the show, and we'll be back for season five. We appreciate your continued support of this platform with the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Thanks for listening, and we are out.